welcome to the Top 5, a show where we rank things and we tell you what they are, because everybody loves a list. It, That's it's a top thing! Five. I, I, I'm tired of trying to figure out catchy little things that go into these things, so mm-hmm. it's just Top 5. It's a, it's a list show. Activate Top 5. Activate Top 5. <laughs> I shall form the head. <laughs> this week sent in from so oh no last week <laughs> last week was thanksgiving right mm-hmm. and so yes. we weren't here last week so that was our skip week which means that this week's top five is perfect because this is the top five hot foods that taste great cold our leftover edition oh. of top five this week that was the full title of the show that is the full title of the show uh-huh. why zach did no, you not you read that ours, oh it does you say top hot foods top foods that taste great cold Top All five mine was just foods. ice cream sandwiches, uh, ice cream, uh, popsicles. Candy brain. Uh, am I going no, to No, that, that's not true. I just need to change one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zach, would you like to go first then? No, 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 just... uh, yeah, I sure. I can go first. part of having right. Zach on the show Zach. is I'm no longer the slack ass. <laughs> <laughs> what is your number five number on five. the top five hot foods that taste great cold leftover edition? All right. So the great thing about my number five is... You can eat this cold before you make it hot, or you can eat it cold after you make it hot. Either wow. way, it's fine. It's cold. It's good cold pre, it's good hot, and it's good cold post. I'm really hoping you're going to say shrimp. No. <laughs> <laughs> My number five is hot dogs. Or sandwiches. Oh, hot dogs. Okay. Yeah. Hot dogs are uh, probably not the best for you thing in the world ever no especially if you eat them before you cook them i feel like that's probably horrible no because they're but already pre, they're already pre-cooked so yeah, it's not like you're eating raw meat yeah hmm. i have actually well, I all right then i feel better hot dogs all the time yeah when i was a kid it was cold hot dogs so do i, I, I mean, went out of the fridge great. Nom, 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 nom. but i just assumed i'm probably gonna die from this but apparently yeah. i'm not so that's great uh, no, it's now, uh, Johnson <laughs> feel brought worse if you eat cold, uh, un- uncooked. Then yes, right. you will. I, I try will to stay away from, from the, the from the Cheddar like, brought worse cold. An OC hot dog is actually eighty percent corn and forty percent rat feces. So right. I mean, there's nothing in there to go bad. Right. So how long have you been eating the uh, uh, cold hot cold uh, dogs? Uh, well, it's hard to get. Hot, it's it's hard to eat dogs. one hot dog all the way through the thing. You kind of just have to choose one. You can't eat like you can't start eating it when it's cold and then eat a little bit when it's hot. Have you then, tried? No, I feel like that would just throw off the whole world. <laughs> Your single <laughs> that seems like a lot of work. The next yeah, time, like, 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 you only take a bite out of a hot dog while it's cold. Yes, and then cook it. Yes, and then take a bite out of it. Yes, and then put it in the fridge. Yes, <laughs> and then come back and eat the rest of it. Yes, challenge accepted. Okay, all right. Zach's number five. <laughs> Hot dogs. Yes. So is the next top five going to be top five most boring challenges we've ever taken? <laughs> oh, I could fill a list Zach with that. Bad. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Rodrigo, what top do you have on your number worms. five? Uh, my number five is a, a staple at my house. Um, you eat staples? Staples? <laughs> Man. It, it, one, spe- one specific staple. I just, I just keep eating it. Um, and I would never dare cook it. Um... No, uh, <laughs> if uh, I, I'm a I'm a big fan of black beans. I think out of all uh, potential beans, they are the best. Uh-huh. I enjoy them, and usually I do uh, heat them up. Um, but you know, in a pinch, you can just open up a can and pretend you're a little hobo yep. in like Hooverville, <laughs> um, and and eat black beans cold, and they're just fine. There's there's nothing wrong with them they also are pre-cooked in the yep, can so yep. um they're 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 just fine like that 
Cool. Hopefully it's not anybody's on anybody's list, but pork and beans cold out of the can are also good. Mm. Very good. Yes. Matthew, what do you have for your number five? My number five is pork and... No. <laughs> My number five, unlike Zach and Rodrigo's, is a thing that you cannot get cold without special dispensation and or wanting to get fired. But when I was a young lad, um, I was a fat man, and I had not yet figured out what I know as an adult now. If I go to a fast food joint and I order, say, a chicken sandwich, mm -hmm. they're going to want to give me a side of fries. And I don't necessarily care for fries, especially with the grease. So what I'll do is I'll get a side of a cheeseburger. And I feel like I'm being healthier because a cheeseburger is a balanced meal. But I discovered that one particular fast food place, we won't say the name of it because, you know, we don't want to give them any free publicity, but it rhymes with Rackdonald's. If you take their oh, cheeseburgers Burger King. <laughs> and you throw them in the fridge and you come back and eat them later, they achieve this kind of almost a, a, the consistency of like a, a Nilla wafer, which is really, really good. And you get the ketchup and you get the onions and you get the, the crispy pickle, but it's all cold. And the meat is kind of it's you know how uh, the Rack Donald's hamburgers, that meat is kind of the consistency of masking tape. <laughs> when it's cold, you like bite through it and it has kind of a beef jerky essence to it. And it's really, really good. And I discovered this because, as I said, I was a fat child and I had little sisters and they'd be like, I don't want to eat my cheeseburger. And of course, you know, I'd be like, oh, okay, we'll throw it in the fridge and you can eat it tomorrow. They never ate it tomorrow. <laughs> it was never there tomorrow. But the uh, specifically the Rackdonald's cheeseburgers are the ones that are really, really good. They're hot food that taste good, and they are my number five. Awesome. My number five. Now, this may sound a little gross. I'm not. Uh, my number five is chili. Ew. And I'm not talking about chili out of the can, right? right. Not the Hormel stuff. I'm talking yeah. about you make some homemade chili. You right. get the crock pot going or whatever mm -hmm. you've got going, and you've got the hamburger meat and the sauce and the jalapenos and all of that stuff in there. Yeah. And you cook it up and it tastes good really hot, right? You throw some crackers in there of course, and you eat of it. Course. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. But you got a little bit of leftovers. Put that in the refrigerator and it congeals. Yes. Right? Uh -huh. and so then the next day, you're sitting there with a crock pot half full of cold chili and you can say, well, I Ooh. could reheat this and it would still taste just as good. <laughs> right? Or <laughs> I can get out two pieces of bread, slap some of that stuff in between, <laughs> yep. and make me a cold chili sandwich that is a new one throw a little mustard on there if you no. have to what they're, and just um, really um, 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 go to town with cold chili it's um, it's you could almost say slash cold sloppy joes mm -hmm. because yeah. it's that yeah, kind of sure. consistency of a sloppy yeah. joe but cold and it is delicious i have I, bet. I have oh, eaten plenty of uh cold chili in my time but only because i have a, a bad microwave oh well there you <laughs> go so like the the immediate outside is like lava lava hot and yes. then everything inside is, is just ice cold now, uh, the only of course, i'll never put it back in i'm right, just like right. oh well <laughs> the only time that it's, i can't uh, feel my tongue now anyway the only time you have to worry about the cold chili is if you have um your meat is uh uh like 80 percent or lower uh, uh, lean yeah. and it's yeah. got a lot of grease because then you got that, uh, that congealed fat. Yeah, yeah. You have to clear the, the yellow scuzz. No, off that's the that's no good. But a good ninety percent or higher mm. beef content, cold chili between two pieces of bread, delicious. 
Before you were born, Zach, when I met Stephen back during the Reagan administration. The Dark Ages. It was there was well, There were two things that Stephen knew how to cook. One was chili, mm-hmm. and the other was a can of beer. Yes. <laughs> and to this day, and. I think he's, he's added one more thing to that. And, and maybe another can of beer. <laughs> yes. If you mix the chili and the beer, <laughs> yes. and you set it on low all day long. By the way, you oh, don't ever want to go concoction. to Stephen's house on, on a, like a Friday October night. Fest. After chili and beer, because the last four inches down to that floor, oh, man. nothing but farts, man. Scroll Brian and I, when we used to do Oktoberfest, he'd come over and in the morning, we we wouldn't use like ground beef, it'd be like steak, you know, oh, wow. cube steak, yeah. throw it in there, chili beans, all that stuff. And I know you're probably not supposed to put chili beans in chili, Rodrigo, but I do. Why are you talking to me about this? And yeah, jalapenos. Chili is an American kind And pour in beer and let that sit all day, and then you go and you get drunk, and you come back, and it's ready for you on a cold day. Yeah, and then it's even better the next yeah. day. Mm, my number five. I like the I like cold the, chili. This is how I eat my chili. I make me some chili. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. There's more. To it. There's more. There's more. Already a riveting story. There's more. You, you grab uh, yourself a sleeve of saltines. Okay. You get some cream cheese on. Yes. You. Put some cream cheese on that. You get a jar of pickles. Mm-hmm. You go chili cracker pickle. Done. It's amazing. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I just want to throw that in there. I just want to throw that in there. Cream cheese with chili? I'm telling you. Here's how I eat chili. Someone Mm. else makes chili. (laughs) Then I eat it. (laughs) Zach, what do you have on your number four? And it better not be ice cream. Uh, It's it's not anymore. Uh, My number number four, uh, I do not eat before I make it hot. I eat it when it's hot, and I eat it after out of the fridge when I'm desperate. And that is macaroni and cheese and generally i'm too lazy to make that nice homemade macaroni and cheese you get some shells you get some velveta you throw it in a pot or whatever no craft out of a box make sure you have milk i don't drink milk that often so sometimes i'm out of milk and then i have to improvise it doesn't taste that good. Like orange juice? <laughs> yeah. No. My college girlfriend <laughs> says that until she met me, she didn't realize that there was milk or butter in mac and cheese. She you just she thought it was thought the water. That you, uh, you always just <laughs> oh, make God. it with the water, yeah. 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 Actually, she was someone else's college girlfriend, but it was a long time ago. Pickle, like pickle brine. Pickle, pickle, pickle brine? Pickle, yeah, just, you, uh, you just kind of put your hand against the jar of pickles. Challenge, challenge number two? <laughs> make, make macaroni and cheese with, with pickle juice? Pickle juice instead of water. And then I'm oh, gonna, but instead I of water, that's like steam. eight cups of pickle juice. <laughs> that Chal- would smell horrible when I start Chal- boiling it. It's going to be Challenge salty except- as I'll get no, out. I'm talking about the little instant craft little cups you oh, pull you, open, you want me to fill make, it to uh, the line uh, with your pickle juice. You want to make me some, uh, what is it, Easy Mac. Yes. You want me to make Easy Mac with pickle juice? Yes. Challenge accepted. <laughs> 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 next, next, episode, next episode of Top 5. Top 5 times I've had my stomach pumped. <laughs> top 5 memories of the late Zach you can ex- You can expect uh, a, a slew of Vine videos coming where it's me making horrible things and then just post videos of just me just puking, just throwing up everywhere in my house. Hi, I'm Zach. Welcome to my... <laughs> Rodrigo, what do you have for your number 4? Uh, my number 4... Um, much like uh, chili, you have to watch the fat content on it, otherwise it's no longer good uh, cold, because you get a nasty layer of fat. But uh, uh, I find that vegetable soup mm-hmm. is, is good, is just as good cold. Mm-hmm. Um, again, if you use um, stock that has a lot of fat in it, or you or it was like, even, even sometimes chicken soup yeah, yeah. will have kind of a 
yeah, a layer of fat uh, that that is undesirable. But uh, usually vegetable soup, which is light chicken stock, is is just fine cold. Cool, uh, Matthew. What do you have for your number four? Well, I don't come from New Orleans, Louisiana. But I like to be proud of the fact that I can talk like I do, and maybe if I drink a little bit. And when I was in college, um, Otter Disaster had a few things that he would cook repeatedly, and he would make this hash, and he would make frozen pizzas. Every once in a while, we would make red beans and rice. And usually that meant that there was no more food in the universe. But you get down to the point where you're having the red beans and the rice, and you're like, okay, I'm going to put this in the fridge, and you bring it back out. And it's good. Because red beans and rice, that you know, the way we make it, didn't really have any ingredients other than what's on the label. You got your red beans and you got your rice. And as long as you have a, the red beans and the rice cooked together to where the rice kind of emulsifies and isn't like chewy old rice. Yeah, I'm not yeah, talking yeah. like, you know, not like when you put it in the container from the Chinese food place and right, you open right, right. it and it stays in that pyramidal form. Right. Like, you know, te- it's, it's some sort of thing to Tezcatlipoca. I can't pronounce that word, but that's not the point. The point is this. If you make the red beans and rice correctly, you can eat it for a couple of days. It's really good. It's really nice cold. It keeps its kind of a consistency and a texture, and it's not a horrifying, disgusting mess. You don't have to worry about fat because there isn't necessarily any meat in there. And if your beans are fatty, well, that's kind of a different issue. Fatty beans, by the way, was one of my favorite silent film actors. (laughs) <laughs> it was a shame the way his career ended too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my number four, red beans and rice. My my wife hates everything on my list because I'll be sitting there and eating it. Just she's like, "Didn't you heat that up?" I'm like, "No." You just got that out of the refrigerator. I'm like, "Yes." Ooh, how can you eat that? Are you sure because it's not it's, you that your wife hates? <laughs> because it's because it's good. That's why, mm-hmm. wife. Mm-hmm. And my number four. Listen, wife. <laughs> my number four. Is cold steak. So you go to the restaurant, or maybe you get a little ambitious in your in your grilling, and you buy one of those forty four ounce steaks, and you Holy grill crap. it, and then you end up with like, <laughs> with, like just, with like forty ounces, ounces of steak left. It just <laughs> falls through the bottom of your grill. Yes. You get one of those big steaks, you know, those kind that's the size of your head mm-hmm. kind of steaks, and you can't steak eat you it all. A but you don't want to throw it away. So the next day, you get out that cold steak. And you can just eat it like that, mm-hmm. or you can chop it into little pieces, little thin slices, mm-hmm. put it between two pieces of bread. <laughs> mm, I'm seeing a pattern here. <laughs> but in this one, instead of mustard, you take some of that spicy mayo, mm. you yes. squirt it on there, put it between yeah. the two slices of bread. Home, cold great. steak sandwiches. Oh, sounds delicious. So steak is my number four on hot foods that taste great cold. And if you get a little bit of fat, a little bit of gristle that's chilled up, mm-hmm. <laughs> chew on that, it's like rubber. <laughs> that is you're, so, you're saying that like it's a positive thing. <laughs> that is, is one of my favorite that, parts of steak. Keeps it your teeth it's so sharp. good. It is. It's the best part of steak. Anyway. Reminds you that you're a carnival. Yes. Yeah. Neat. Zach, what do you have for your number three? <laughs> my number three. Uh, well, Thanksgiving. And how can we turn it into something disgusting <laughs> for you to eat before next well, week? Well, you get your minds ready and you start thinking of us. Well, Thanksgiving was recent. Uh, happened in America. Uh, if not, then... You're not, not thankful at all. Yep. Uh, so my number three, three is traditional, uh, pretty much just Thanksgiving meal, just entirely cold. You oh, just yeah, had yeah. it hot, and now it's late Thursday, and you're hungry. You're lazy. You just grab every Tupperware out of the fridge, and you just put it on a plate. Turkey, 
mashed potatoes. Really don't need anything else. That's all you really need for Thanksgiving. And then you just what about um, cold gravy? Well, that's kind of hard because it's get all clumpy. I've never done that. Put it between two pieces of bread. <laughs> <laughs> that just eliminates all the clumpiness. Stephen's top five is actually bread, isn't it? Yeah, top five foods that taste good between two pieces of bread. That's it. All right. I cool. don't know here's, that, here's a spoiler. His number one is bread. bread. His number two you take two pieces of bread, you put the bread in between the bread. Yeah. You and take two more pieces of bread, you put it in there. You wrap whole loaf, you put it back over it, you sell it at the store. It's like a turducken, only it's a bread bread. bread, bread. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Rodrigo, what do you have for your number three? My number three is uh, something that does have to be prepared and heated up first, obviously. Um, but I find it to be just fine cold. Uh and that is oatmeal. Mm-hmm. I find that hot cereals in general are just fine cold. Yeah, um, yeah. They don't... I mean, they might clump up, but I actually kind of like oatmeal a little clumpier. Yeah. So I'm... Uh, you know, I, I prefer my oatmeal uh, with um, some uh, cinnamon, mm-hmm. some brown mm-hmm. sugar, mm-hmm. some raisins. Raisins, cranberries. Cran- I, I've never... I've never Cran put... raisins or whatever they're called. Oh, craisins. Craisins. <laughs> oh, let's not go crazy here. <laughs> All right, let's let's take it easy. And then later <laughs> on, I can put it between two pieces of bread. <laughs> Yum. Have an oatmeal sandwich. Yeah, boy. It tastes like an oatmeal cookie without the cookie part. There you go. Without all the sugar. Oatmeal. Rodrigo's number three. Uh-huh. All right, Matthew, what do you have for your number three? I was actually going to say the clumpier oatmeal is actually my Natalie Merchant cover band. Yeah. But... <clears throat> Long time ago, <clears throat> me and my brother Kyle here, we was hitchhiking. No, wait, that's wrong. Wrong story. I got married around about 20 years ago. And the first time I went to my new in-law's family Easter, my father-in-law, who I'm kind of jealous because he's one of those guys who's he was around 60 and he had the executive style silver hair. And he was just like, hi there, I'm Lance. I'm like, okay, great. I already feel inferior. But he made... A glazed ham. And for the last 20 years, any time we go to Grandpa Lance's house, the first thing I ask is Lance making ham because it was so good. And there's something just wonderful about when you have that ham and you eat the ham and you chop the pieces off. I'm talking like a full-sized ham on the bone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like the stuff that I grew up with where they like injected salt into whatever was left and they made a hot dog really big. Or the kind that's shaped like an egg because it came out of a can. No, no, no. <laughs> We're talking actual meat from an animal. Yeah, yeah. And you get you get that cold piece from the outside that has the that caramelized crispy chunks and the sweet kind of stuff on it. Oh, from the glaze of the ham. Oh, it's so good. And especially if you buy the fancy schmancy ones where they the burn like that. Cut cross hatch thing into yeah, the yeah. outside. Yep. Where it's got that weird thing and you're like, wow, this is fancy. It must mm. taste better because that's the way my brain works. But even, I mean, even if it is like the cheesy fuel injected ham that you can buy at the Dillon's, I still love to like go and just have a hunk of ham. You just grab it and you, you rip it off with your bare hands and your inner caveman rejoices as you just stand and eat the ham over the sink and just stare at the electric clock while you eat like half a ham. My, my life sounds a little depressing now that I think about it. But, that's my number three, is uh, ham. Ham. My number ham. three 
But don't put it between two slices of bread. No, no, you can. Disgusting. If you do it right, you cut into these like cubicle chunks, and they don't have to be. Maybe you call them non-Euclidean uh, geometry. <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow! You don't cut into squares. You just Look have these the hunks. Brain on Steve. <laughs> so my number three is something that I think its time has passed because everyone's made it too fancy. But when I was young, and my grandmother would make this, you had three ingredients. You had meat, mm-hmm. you had oats, and you had ketchup. I was hoping or, you were going to say love. Well, well, that would be the fourth. No, it's my grandmother. No, no, no fourth. No fourth but you mix it all into a thing, mm-hmm. and you form a loaf, and you plop it into a pan. Yes. And then you cover it with more ketchup, and you cook it, and you pull it out about an hour later, cover it with more ketchup, and put it in until mm-hmm. it's done. And then you pull it out, and you cut it into these dense slices. Right. Meatloaf. Yeah. Today's meatloaf just kind of crumbles apart, and it's got like bread, and it's got like celery, right. and that's not meatloaf. No. Somebody who puts celery in meatloaf, that person needs to be beaten. <laughs> I'm sorry. But there are a few things that are un absolutely unforgivable, and that is one. Maybe you threw an egg in. I think maybe you used egg as a binding. You can do an egg, yeah. Yeah. But you take my grandmother's meatloaf mm. the next day, take one of those slices, right. put it between two <laughs> slices of bread, <laughs> just put a little, little bit more ketchup, yeah. cold ketchup, and you've got Do you lunch. eat warm ketchup? <laughs> Well, you know, because you cooked the you cooked uh, the ketchup okay, before. Okay. You chill the. You I don't, don't ever chill ketchup. You just leave it on. It's like, like I don't you leave. Walk I don't leave ketchup out. It's just there. No, that's the you got to be careful about that. Yeah. Uh, but my no. grandmother meatloaf ketchup and mustard into like this weird kind uh, of brown sugary glaze uh, for meatloaf. Oh, that was good. Meatloaf oh, sandwiches. Mm-hmm. My number three. If you maybe, haven't experienced maybe, it, maybe, if that hasn't maybe. been your lunch at school or work the next day after a meatloaf meal. Then I'm sorry, you have not lived life to the fullest. <laughs> yes. Challenge accepted, Zach. Uh, cold eat, meatloaf sandwich. Eat meatloaf. Yes, cold that meatloaf sandwiches. That one's not radical enough. Oh, okay. You throw some cold meatloaf sandwiches with a fried egg on top and spam. Ooh, spam. Ooh, I never had spam. You've before. never had spam? No, I've heard it's pretty good fried and stuff. Challenge have you had? Accepted. Have you ever had a hot dog that you overcooked and it's kind of squishy? Um, is it kind of like, like it's kind of like, like, like the lowest, the, the lowest grade ham that you could get? Mm, yeah, that's spam. Yeah, spam is like spam. a wet spiced ham. Hot dog. That's what it stands for, spiced ham. Oh, really? Yes. Interesting. Yeah. What do you got on your number two, Zach? My number two is another combo. Kind better of better not three. be popsicles. It is not. You see, I I've been changing my list this entire time. Uh, my number three is another combo, and it it, it, it it features a a main dish of meat and a side dish. We've discussed the side dish. Uh, my the side dish is baked beans. Yes. I love baked beans. Mmm, they're good. A guy travels around the area. His name is Lorenzo, and he's Dude. got a dog. I don't know. Does he? Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. He just he'll he'll go to different towns and he makes the, the best talk? baked beans I've ever had. Wow. Uh, well, I don't know if he has a dog, so I'm gonna say yes. The dog talks. Uh, but the main dish is pulled pork. Oh yeah, yeah, and that stuff is good. Uh, I know. I, Arthur Bryant's in Kansas City has mm-hmm. some of the best pulled pork ever, and I would eat that cold, but I always eat it all there because I respect that place. You don't take <laughs> you don't take food away from Arthur Bryant's. You eat it all. Uh, but I've had pulled pork here, put it in the fridge, and uh, I'll eat that cold. And that's great, especially if you like, get the the flavors of the pulled pork yes, and, and the, the beans mixed together, and of course the pickle. Yeah, I can't forget the pickle, and that's just good stuff. between two slices of bread. Yes. Yeah, that's Steven's thing, though. I'm just going to eat mine with you the just, fork. You can eat yours right out of the... Uh, 
like the styrofoam, yeah, the styrofoam, styrofoam yeah. container, just you not know, the same I mean, as between two pieces of bread. I mean, I know that, uh, that the, 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 the point here is food that you like cold, but pulled pork, I find in particular, if you overcook it in the microwave, is particularly good. Oh, yeah. Because mm. it burns it, the roof of your mouth. Yeah. It gets a little crunchy. Yeah. It kind of, yeah, it kind of <laughs> crystallizes in there. Oh, yeah. Into, into kind of like a, like weird, uh, pig fries. Mm hmm. Pig fries. Pig fries. <laughs> <laughs> Rodrigo, what do you have as your number two? <laughs> Pig fries. <laughs> no. Uh, my number two is something that um, is, a, is a great snack, and it's a very specific snack when you have it warm, but cold, you can kind of have it anytime. I'm talking about popcorn. It's like you, you think of warm mm. popcorn, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, mm. watching a movie or something. But after a while, if you don't finish it, or if you just make it and you save it for later, um, you can have cold popcorn anytime. And you don't think about the fact that it used to be warm necessarily because it's kind of a ubiquitous snack. I mean, you can eat it just fine at room temperature. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, chilling popcorn doesn't do much to it or for it. Mm. Uh, but it's no longer hot. Right. Sure. It's no longer hot. Um, of course, the... Uh, there's some people who don't like popcorn because uh, it can because uh, they're from they're from Mars because it can yeah. damage your face. I don't like popcorn because it gets stuck in your teeth. Well, we finally rooted out the pot person in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I it, it makes me break out in hives. It's awful. Yeah. Oh, so uh, I love popcorn. Yeah. So um, room temperature popcorn is just fine. I had a friend when I was growing up. Where if there was popcorn mm-hmm. that was left out overnight, the next morning he poured into a bowl, pour milk on it, pour milk on it, no. lots of sugar, and eat it that way. No, he said it was just like corn pops. It makes it makes perfect sense because that's that you you, you realize that's what cereal is, yeah. right? Puff, puffed wheat it's or puffed puff corn, corn or, or puffed wheat or rice. Yeah, yeah. Gotta be careful about that. It was but one, it wasn't wasn't so much like butter buttered. No, oh. this was non non buttered popcorn. Okay. And when I in my in my day, Zach, when I was a kid. Butter on your popcorn was a luxury. That's right. Because you had to oh, churn yeah. the butter yourself. That's right. Oh, wait. <laughs> See, have you noticed? Have you noticed how Stephen keeps bringing up stuff like spam and not having butter and stuff like that? Oh, have Times I mentioned? Were... Have I mentioned I grew up having to drink powdered milk? Yeah. Times were oh. hard back in the day uh, during the uh, Bush years. <laughs> I had to Stephen drink. Stephen was a son of a plumber. I had it's to drink. It's hard time to milk. <laughs> I had to drink orange juice. That was frozen from a can that you had to mix with water. Oh, that's good stuff, though. Ugh. I used to just eat that stuff. Yeah, so <laughs> oh, no way. Yeah, <laughs> actually. It is good. It's like a sorbet. When I was young, um, my my parents briefly worked for a company that just made that stuff. Oh, yeah? They were like just like a packaging plant for mm-hmm. it. And we would get that stuff all the time for free. And I would literally slice it out of a can and yep. put it between two pieces of bread <laughs> and have like a like a I like a sorbet like orange juice sandwich. Yeah, yeah, boy. Mm. Matthew, what do you have for your number two? As a as a slight aside, and this is just one of those personal anecdotes that I like to throw in. You were talking about the popcorn and you pour you pour the milk on it yeah, with yeah. the sugar and the I tried that. Well, actually, as I was growing up, we used to do that all the time with the leftover rice. Yeah, yeah. And I tried that in front of my Japanese girlfriend once. And I swear to God, she nearly knifed me because I tried to put sweet stuff on rice. And she informed me that that was not only horrible, it was terrible. I and just I, I hope the I never out. tried the popcorn. I hope she's never been to Mexico. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Actually, I don't know that she has. 
But you know, it's 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 fine. It's she's gonna have things. to go through a killing spree. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... always always too afraid to try the popcorn thing, but my wife has said uh, she's done it, and she mm-hmm. thinks it's good. But I, I gotta like if like if it's caramel. unsalted, unbuttered, yeah, it's unsalted, unbuttered, low salt, even low salt. You throw sugar on it, gets rid of the taste. Yeah, I I, I can't imagine that it's. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's like eating corn pops. The great yep. thing about this is that's what he said. It tastes like corn pops. I don't put milk on my cereal, so it'd just be eating popcorn with a spoon with, or, with yeah. sugar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can't afford milk. <laughs> and uh, no, I just don't like milk. Okay, there you go, Matthew. What is your number so two? I have this number two. Yes. And uh, I I don't know if I grew up in the same kind of hard times that Stephen. And the American Dream, Dusty Roads, obviously. <laughs> but oh, I can I tell you up... stories about uh, what what I had to endure growing up. Oh, I know. I grew up mostly in a house with a retired grandma and three siblings. So, at that point in time, occasionally things would be like, "Oh, well, we're going to eat the same thing for a few days," and what we would get usually would be what the guy at the IGA made that week. And every once in a while, the IGA guy would get really, really, you know, kind of uppity, I guess is the word. And they would make these really wonderful, they called them broasted, which is not a word, chicken fingers. And you could go in and you could buy them. And my grandmother would buy a ton of them because, again, four kids, one of them an enormous fat kid. And she would bring these chicken fingers home and we'd just stick them in the fridge. And even, you know, today... I will go to the local grocery store and just get a bag of chicken fingers. They're never quite as good as they were when I was a kid, but just eat them cold. I don't even necessarily put sauce on them. I know some people are like, we have to dip them in the honey mustard. No, Mm. you don't have to. Eat them. Live the chicken. Enjoy the chicken. You know, you get that point where you're biting through the chicken and you're like, oh, look, they glued these two pieces of meat together. And I think that's, I don't know what that is. That's disgusting and chewy, but I'm going to eat it. Because it's delicious. And if they do it just right, you don't necessarily have the really, really greasiness that comes with a lot of like fried chicken fingers and things like that. But I sometimes I just have this urge to go and buy chicken fingers and keep them cold so that I can eat them later. But then, you know, I forget about it and I see something shiny and I go on with my life. So my number two is uh, chicken fingers, specifically the kind. That my grandmother bought from the IGA in the summer of 1982. Broasting is like a, a specific thing. There's like yeah, a yeah. company that makes a broaster, yeah, and that's yeah. what is that it? is. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's half baked and half roasted, mm. something th- like that. I think it's like it's like pressure fried, actually. Um, interesting. Well, it it does an interesting thing to just the texture of mm. the of the chicken fingers. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. chicken fingers are not not the best meat in the world, no, and you have you'll occasionally really. have some inconsistency. No, chicken. Like chicken Pressed, chicken fingers uh, are the hot dogs of chicken. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Okay, so let's recap here. Yes. Number five for me, chili. Right. Put between two pieces of bread. Mm-hmm. This is the deal. Wheat bread mm-hmm. or a whole grain bread, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Steak. Right. Put that between like an Italian um, bread, <laughs> right? Meatloaf, white bread. Got to be white bread on that. Gotcha. So my number two, fried chicken. And I'm mm-hmm. talking about real fried chicken. I'm talking about either... The Colonel's uh, original recipe, mm-hmm. or the kind that your mom or great grandmother makes. My great grandmother fried chicken—that's stuff from a uh, <laughs> fast food store. <laughs> so, um, this past week when we were having no, celebrating the Thanksgiving, the guy that lives <laughs> like <laughs> down, down the block here—he drinks the mint juleps, yeah. <laughs> shakes his stick at Rodrigo every time he walks by. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I hate that guy. <laughs> so, uh, for Thanksgiving, didn't do a traditional Thanksgiving meal this year, but uh, my mother-in-law 
decided she would make some fried chicken. So she went out. Mm-hmm. She's got a fryer. You know, the thing you drop your hot oil and chickens in. Yeah, yeah. Just made up. She just bought. She must know that I love chicken legs. So she just grilled up, fried up uh, all these chicken legs. And she came in and we ate it for the main meal. It was hot and everything was good. And, you know, it's kind of the skin just comes right off and it's mm. nice and inside. Yeah. Then about a couple hours later, this is, I guess it was dinner time. It's like, well, let's just eat leftovers. And she's like, oh, well, you can just put stuff in the microwave and reheat it. And I'm like, screw that. Fried mm. chicken, you eat it over the sink. You just um, you just bite into it. Why over that the way. sink? Well, because if anything, fo- never been a. How long have you been a bachelor? Not for very long. I don't know. Twenty-two years. I've never <laughs> been married. But how long have you lived on your own with just guys? Uh, five years. You've Four never years. eaten over the sink. Oh man, well, challenge. No I'm challenge. So. Uh, Send him home. It's with. <laughs> He's got a fiance now. It's just well, kind of he's, sad he's never going to be able to do it now. No. You know what you need? The you challenge eat over for the sink. But you, but you say like a, you say like this is like the only food you eat over the sink. Like obviously, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to eat cold fried chicken over the sink. Oh yeah, like, cold why fried chicken over the sink. Why? Well, because the little you, pieces fall off. You, you don't, don't get grease all over. It was a plate. No, you, you don't, don't need a plate. You don't need a plate if you eat over the sink. Obviously, but you could eat over a plate. Then you have to wash the plate. You have to wash the sink out. No, you turn on the water. You turn on the incinerator, and done. Incinerator. That's what you call your, yeah, that's your garbage, little, disc- the, dis- garbage disposal. That, that, that octopus monster that lives under oh, the God. sink. Yeah. yeah. You eat over the sink to catch all the crumbs so you don't make a mess on your linoleum or your carpeted floor if you have mm-hmm. carpet in your kitchen. But if you have carpet in your kitchen, I'm really sorry. What do you do? I, actually, I do. I'm really sorry. It's well, an old house. Well, then yeah, you know sense. about eating over the sink then. Cold, I, I remember my mom made some fried chicken one time. This was like, oh, maybe 10, <laughs> 15 years ago. gathered around the sink. No, no. <laughs> 10, 15 <laughs> years ago. Thanksgiving ever. <laughs> it was 10 or 15 years ago. Uh, and I had to drive back to Hayes. So it couldn't have been 15 years ago. Yeah, uh, but she's like, okay, I wrapped up some chicken in the aluminum foil and eat it, you know, later. And all the way home, the car just smelled of fried chicken. And of course, it's cold by the time I got home. It was wintertime. Mm-hmm. I don't turn on the heater in my car that much. Got home, ran to the sink, ripped open that aluminum foil, and just started chewing. <laughs> and then I stopped and I said, wait a minute, what am I doing? <laughs> and at that point, I realized, oh my gosh, what have I become? And for the next, I think, two years, because I was so disgusted with myself, mm-hmm. just the way I was just devouring this chicken like a crazed animal. For the next two years, I went vegetarian wow, and didn't wow. eat any meat after that. But even today, a good fried chicken, cold, over the sink, mm-hmm. is the best meal. And when we go buy wings, like the next day, mm. my wife is cooking lunch for the kids or reheating, and I'll just over the sink with the, with the chicken wings on them. How can you eat that stuff cold? That's disgusting. It's good. So my number two, fried chicken, not between any bread, but just over the sink. Mm. What is best in life? Fried chicken. Fried chicken over sink. <laughs> Hearing, having your enemies. <laughs> Hearing the lamentations of your women. <laughs> See the chicken driven before you. <laughs> to the incinerator. To the incinerator. Okay, we have done our five, four, three, twos. It is now yes. for our top one. And Zach, what do you have for your number one? <laughs> My number one. <laughs> Number one holds a special place in my heart. Uh, is it ice cream? No. Is it I your pacemaker? You I had to, my pacemaker. <laughs> said it no. holds a special place in your heart. <laughs> no, I don't have a pacemaker yet. Is it a ventricle? Um, anyone that knows me personally might know my dad, which I'm going to go, everyone listening, none of you know my dad. Right. My dad well, is a fantastic cook. Well, your mom may be cook. listening. 
Maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's not hold our breath. <laughs> um, my dad is a fantastic cook. He cooks all the time. He designed, like, he remodeled the house, and the first thing they did was the kitchen, and the whole model, the whole rest of the house got remodeled based off the kitchen. So it's awesome. And he cooks fantastic spaghetti. I'm talking, makes his own meatballs. He's rolling those things. He's cooking the pasta, whatever. He, ma- he made spaghetti. It's really good. But the day after, spaghetti, you get some spaghetti out. And yes, Steven, you put it in between two pieces of bread, meatballs, noodles, and sauce, and you just go to town. What kind of bread? Italian? Garlic? Whatever's in the cabinet. Garlic bread? Sure. Oh, that tex- would be really oh, good. Texas toast. Mmm. Yeah. That's that's there your bread go. combo that there you want. I just, that's my you, secret. Yeah, that's, that's my you. secret superpower or gift. I can tell you what bread <laughs> goes with any cold <laughs> meal. I, I just assumed that uh, Stephen ate all of these things with wheat bread because man, this man is not getting any fiber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my number one. Cold, cold spaghetti, cold spaghetti and meatballs, right. or uh, Italian sausage. Italian sausage is also pretty good cold and spaghetti. All right, cool, Rodrigo. You're number one. Uh, my number one is something that is regularly uh, served at room temperature, um, but most people prefer it warm. Um, I think it is just fine cold, and in fact, there's there's a variant of it where it needs it kind of needs to be cold or needs to have something cold put on top of it. I'm talking about pie. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Um, specifically, um, Kind of a, a an apple pie. Like I, I'm a big fan of pecan pie. Yeah. Um, and pecan pie a la mode is a particularly good. I find. So um, you take your pie, put some ice cream on top, eat that, and then sleep for a day. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that that about does it for me. Um, I think cold pie is not necessarily superior to warm pie, but I find that pie, like many other uh, things that are composed of a uh, plasma-like gel on the inside, often tend to be harmful to my health Oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, when they come out hot and I can't wait to <laughs> eat them. Yeah, yeah. So it is safer for me to eat cold pie. Hmm. There you go. All right. Good one. Matthew, what do you have for your number one? I believe the innards of most pies are what's referred to as a colloidal suspension. Yeah, no, you're of right. A solid within a semi-liquid base. But plasma is a, a pretty good definition. Uh, my number one, actually, is perhaps the world's most perfect food. And all you people out there who went, an egg? Screw you, you're wrong. But more importantly, <laughs> sorry, as as a child... And this is probably going to be surprising, although I don't know whether I've mentioned this before. We didn't have like sweet cereals. We didn't have, you know, your, your wheat checks or all of the stuff with sugar. We had, you know, hork and fiber chunks and raw twine and whatever it was that was just like, here, here's some cereal stuff that you can, you know, chew off of the wall. And we didn't do dessert very often. Yeah. But when we did, it was usually way too much and way too rich, which probably explains a lot of my adult eating patterns. But one of the things uh, that my grandmother specifically made that were just incredibly wonderful, hot, were brownies. And, you know, we're talking old school, depression era, none of this powdered mix stuff. It's we're going to make the brownies from scratch. So we're going to get like an egg and a tree and whatever goes in brownies, I don't know, chocolate and and magic. 
and she would make these brownies. And you would get, you always want to get one hot. And if you were lucky, you could get two hot. And if you were really, really sneaky and willing to possibly be sick later, you could sneak in and get a third one hot. But there was always that wonderful time the next morning when you would go and the, the brownies would have cooled and the edge will have like a really crunchy texture. And then it kind of works into a really chewy. And then the center part will be a really soft kind of cakey mixture. And you get the multiple textures in the brownies and they are so chocolatey and so wonderful. If it were possible to have an entirely brownie menu in the universe, mm. if there's like a brownie restaurant out there, like those places that are like, we just serve pasta, brownie bobs right next to the spaghetti jacks and the, the pizza parlor, whatever you want. Just a, an array of brownies to where you could go and you could have the nice brownie and then you can have the cold brownie and you get all the wonderful textures and the chocolate and you gain five pounds talking about it. That would be my, my dream restaurant. I think number one would be brownies because awesome. They're great. And if you really chill them and like freeze them up, they're like frozen solid. And you oh, have yeah. to like ah, gnaw off a corner to get it the life giving sucrose. <laughs> oh, you got to love that. <laughs> Cold brownies, Matthew's number one. My number one. Uh, something that I really didn't discover until I was in college. Uh, Scroll Brian and I, we've already mentioned our uh, drinking binges with chili. But there was another food that played a bigger role than chili in our... Drinking um, binges? In our drinking binges. <laughs> and that was pizza. Mm. Right? We would have... So, so you might be saying, well, Stephen, how could you never have cold pizza growing up? Well, first of all... Gino's, that's like one bite and it's gone. Yeah, and I don't think cold cardboard tastes very good anyway. Uh, um, it has its moments. Opposed to warm cardboard, which yes, is well, quite delicious, quite exquisite. You should try that between two pieces. You cover the warm bread. cardboard with bread, some ketchup and um, meat. Oh, you're uh, cardboard, okay. yeah. You're probably looking for like a, a bagel, a chibra- a ciabatta. What what you do is you take some ciabatta. printer paper and you draw <laughs> a bread on it, and then you cut it out, and then you put it. <laughs> the perfect bread for a Gino's pizza is actually another Gino's, <laughs> Gino's pizza. pizza. Yeah, you roll it up, and then you put the other pizza around the first pizza. So I never had cold pizza because even when we would go out to eat we would just get enough my parents would just order enough of a you know oh a large pizza has eight slices that's two for everybody in the family and that's what you ate and that was it Mm -hmm. um so uh scroll brian would come over and uh he'd be like oh let's uh Let's order a pizza. By the way, scroll Brian nine feet tall. (laughs) (laughs) You you must order Stephen. We go drink, but first pizza. (laughs) And so we would order a pizza. And in our town, we had a number of different uh, pizza restaurants, not just your Pizza Hut chain. And of course, even back then, Pizza Hut tasted different than it does now. I think they used a lot less salt back then, or preservatives, or whatever. Mm. But we had like Augustinos and Lamatos, and um, what was the other place? Uh, pizza, shump. pizza shack. Oh, pizza shack, right? Pizza. So he was like, "Oh, let's let's just let us eat pizza. Let us eat pizza." And so <laughs> we would order this, you know, just because oh, we're no, crazy no. college oh, kids. Brian, no, no, no. We would order this large pizza, and we'd sit there and we'd have like a couple pieces, and then it was like time to drink. <laughs> and I'd be like, "Okay, scroll, Brian, let's go drink," and then we'd go out and we'd just over. Zach, you're still young, but don't sure. overindulge, and kids. Please don't drink and drive. Uh, and don't drink because and don't drinking drink is and text bad. And, drive. 
And if, uh, if don't text and drink, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but drink in moderation if you're 25 or older. Control your control your high or your habit or whatever. But occasionally, like maybe once, like maybe once <laughs> a week. <laughs> you know, we would forget we forget to put the pizza away because we're in such a rush with all of our friends. Come on, we're having fun. Woo over here! And so we would go out and drink. And then we would come home, and he'd crash on the couch, I'd go to bed, and we'd sleep until like 10 o'clock the next day, mm-hmm. not knowing that we had left the pizza out all night. No. Which is okay, because it's all cooked, right? right? And we don't have it's roaches, f- so also, the, also, the, the apartment was clean, so you didn't have to worry about bugs or rats or anything like also, that. Also, pizza's about 45% salt, yes. so it's yeah. not going to go it's, bad. It's not going to go bad. On, on, in one day. In one day. Sure. But then the next morning, you wake up, and it's just like, ah, that right. taste in my mouth, mm-hmm. and that loss of salt. <laughs> through your body from drinking. Uh, first thing I grabbed was a piece of pizza, and it's like, oh my god, this is done. doesn't have the drippy cheese. It's it's firm, mm-hmm. and it's got some texture mm-hmm. to it, mm-hmm. and it tastes good. And oh, it makes me feel so much better after a night of 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 drinking. Yep. And so I used to love. Then whenever I moved around and did other things later on, I would intentionally buy a large pizza for me, and I'd eat two or three slices hot, and then I put the rest in the refrigerator. And then the next day or the next couple of days, just eat a cold slice mm-hmm. of pizza. And I've tried so many different types of, of cold pizza that I, th- I think the best kind is green pepper and pepperoni cold because mm-hmm. the pepperoni provides that, you know, the salty, the real salty meat texture. Mm-hmm. But then the green peppers cold give you that snap. Right. And then you still, if you get the right crust, the thin crust still has a little bit of doesn't bend yet. True. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the cheese, which kind of binds it all together. And it's really, really good. So, cold green pepper and pepperoni pizza, nice. my number one hot food that tastes great cold. Have you ever had a cold Chicago style pizza? Oh, it's just too yes. much. I don't. I don't yeah. know. A lot of people are going to hate. This is a great way to start a fight, Rodrigo. Do you like uh-huh. thin crust or Chicago style? And I think Matthew asked that a couple of weeks ago, yeah. over at the Major Spoilers website during our question of the day. Um, I just don't like the deep dish pizza because no. it's like, well, if I wanted a lasagna or if I wanted a casserole, <laughs> I would have eaten a lasagna hey. or a casserole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thin's the hey. way to go. And, and, that's, and that's just me. And some people love the deep dish. I, I've had the deep dish before and it's fine. But I just like that little slice of heaven, little I, slice of heaven. I, I, I like cold them, pizza. I like them both. And really, I would, I would strongly recommend to uh, anybody who gets the chance to uh, go to Lou Malnati's in, in, Chicago uh-huh. and and get a, a deep dish pizza, um, eat half of it and then eat the rest cold. Yeah, it's, it's probably pretty good. I can it imagine is, it, it is, is good. And and you want to because Alu Malnati's pizza is like forty five dollars. Oh, so you got so you don't want to waste it. <laughs> <laughs> All it right, it might not be forty five dollars, but it sure seemed like it when I was in college. <laughs> surprising, not on anybody's list. Chinese food, right? Chinese food is really good. Yeah, that's not bad. Cold. What I'm surprised wasn't nobody's list is coffee. Oh yeah, yeah. Some people like cold coffee. I, I just have never mm-hmm. been able to drink coffee. That's another one of my weird. Things. I was yeah, I was like really coffee. hoping that your number one was going to be coffee, so, <laughs> so, you, so you could explain how you put that between two pieces of bread. Oh yeah, you just let the bread soak it up. Mm-hmm. That would have to be your bagel. That would be your bagel. Sure. Yeah. Uh, nobody mentioned ribs. Mm-hmm. I think ribs taste really good cold. Ribs aren't bad cold. Uh, what what was on your also or almost ran or uh-huh. also ran, but they were still lukewarm. Uh... uh <laughs> uh, what did I have? Um, I actually trimmed down my list before I came here, so, and, I, and it's it's not coming to me. I definitely had pizza on there, mm-hmm. um, but then I was like, I'm sure somebody else is going to do pizza. And although I do think that cold pizza is one of the best things cold, I actually don't eat it very often. I don't eat yeah. pizza very often. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I love pizza. 
But it does get Good. into that rut. Um, yeah. I think I will eat most foods cold. I'll try yeah. most foods cold. I think I can't think of anything that would taste bad cold. I've had cold soup. Yeah, cold soup can be good. Like we mentioned, vegetable soup, like, a tomato uh, soup, a chicken noodle soup. Cold Subway sandwiches that I had baked. Yeah, they got yeah. warm. Yeah, yeah. And, and actually, that's a good point. Um, a, um, I used to go to Subway, get a tuna sandwich, oh, have yeah, them have toast the it. bread and the cheese first, then uh-huh. add the cold mm. tuna. Eat that. Eat half of that. Leave the rest for later. Come back and. Specifically, if you have it toasted, then it doesn't soak up as much as the tuna. So it's right. fairly similar. And if you have, if you pick out your vegetables properly, maybe some uh, um, bell peppers, like you said, mm-hmm. those also don't get soggy like lettuce. Right, so you right. can have that again. Right. Nowadays, I don't do that because um, I've had some uh, gallbladder issues, and tuna is about you know yeah, yeah. so much ninety eight percent fat, fat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. especially because they make it with mayonnaise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. I'm surprised nobody had shrimp on their list. I mean, we'd thrown it out early mm-hmm. in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no one Shrimp's had shrimp good. on Shrimp's their good. list. Yeah, shrimp cocktail. You know. Sure. Yeah, but I mean, I mean even if you cold. have like a, a cooked cooked shrimp. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, yeah. Shrimp cocktail is already cooked shrimp, but it is sure. cold. Sure. Serve cold, sure, sure. right? Um, Matthew, did you have some almost rands or, or almost words or did we lose Matthew? Maybe he ran away. He heard us talking about cold. Talk about cold brownies had him run into the uh, refrigerator. Yep, yeah, yep, looking for yep. cold brownies. Okay, listeners, here's what you need to do. You've heard our top five. We need you to go over to majorspoilers.com. We need you to go in there and in the comments section, tell us what your favorite hot foods that taste great cold are. And don't just give a list, give an explanation. And if they work between two pieces of bread, <laughs> make sure you tell us what kind of bread that has to be. Because, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, you just everything with white bread is just blah. So, anyway. All right, that wraps it up for Top 5. Thanks so much for downloading. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for playing along and enjoying uh, our shenanigans week after week. If you'd like to help us out, you might want to consider becoming one of our VIP members. Mm. Head over to members.majorspoilers.com for more information on how you can help us out and become a VIP and get a bunch of extra stuff. Some good things happening in 2014. you want to check it out. And until next time, remember, everybody loves a list. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas for future shows, or would like to sponsor a show, send an email to podcast at Majorspoilers.com. Visit Majorspoilers at Majorspoilers.com and be sure to check out the Major Spoilers Forum. You can also follow Major Spoilers on Twitter at twitter.com slash Majorspoilers. 